0: What's up, YouTube? It's your boy, Chase Samick, coming at you hot with the Vertical Plus Podcast. Not Vertical Plus, Vertical Plus Podcast. I'm here with my boy, Ben Derrick. Say what's up, Ben.
1: I refuse to participate <laughs> in this intro.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Austin, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm fine. Who you got with us?
2: Do, we, do you want to keep that intro? Yeah. I yeah. We okay. Okay. I, we're it. kind of in the meta we're already. We don't yeah, have yeah, time yeah. to repeat. Yeah. yeah There's time no time. This. We do have a guest today, Mr. Andrew Warhan. Thanks for having me on today. Hey. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Is this new, us introducing guests this way?
3: Yeah, I think so. Is this new that we're on a well, video? Well,
0: I think we did it early on when like Cleek was coming around, but now he's not special. He's old Andrew's guy. never been he's here been before. He's been on stage. He's not yeah, special. Yeah, it's
3: because I'm kind of a big deal, guys.
0: Kind That's of true. Deal. Thank you for that. And really.
1: you are a barber. L- local legend. <laughs> yeah, you're a local legend. You're Some a barber. Say.
0: Yeah, let's define him by what he does. You cut people's hair, right? <laughs> That's all you do? <laughs>
1: That's what we do here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Good. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> Awkward silence. All
0: right, Austin, you reached out to Andrew, correct? Yes, I did. he's your boy. Yes, he cuts guy. your hair. He he does cut my hair. He's cut my hair once. Yeah. Will yeah. you go back to Andrew? I think so. Yeah. You're not. G- I'm not a, you're my questionable a, because no, it's a loyalty thing. He yeah. did a great job. It's just I was going to Tory first. This, but uh- it is an unspoken
2: bond that you have. Like before I moved here, yeah. I had my barber for three or. For you, as long as I lived there, mm-hmm. you know, and then I moved here and I was like, oh, this is going to be tough.
1: It feels like an agreement. Is that how it feels on that on your side of the chair?
3: So the way I look at it and honestly, you know, I'll tell anybody who asked me about this, but I want it to be like if you're like Chase, for example, he was going to Tory before I started cutting hair at Noble Barber. Um, I think maybe even before I started working there behind the desk, I think you
0: had just gotten there when I started going
3: to Tori. Right. So, um, Chase can been kind of going to her and I'll tell all my clients, man, that is how we make as barbers. That's how we make our money is having those returning clients, making that relationship, uh cutting their kids hair uh just you know getting to know one another and kind of developing that over time that's that's what the traditional barbershop is supposed to be mm. uh to me you know is, is just building those relationships and so you
1: have to like if you're going to go sit in someone else's chair you have to break up there's like a literal, you have, or to, you have to move. like you have to move. Yeah, me. you have to move. I, I yeah. had a
2: middle school relationship with my barber in uh, South Haven. I was like, look, I'm moving. Uh, we can't I don't do know. This yeah, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know? Long distance won't work. I don't so know. So
1: I had an awkward experience a couple of weeks ago where I, I thought Lannis was still out of town. <laughs> he had taken a trip, and I got online to try to book, and it was like the dates were blocked forever. I'm like, yeah dang, man, this guy's taking a big vacation. So I hit up Warham, like, look, man. Bald, this is a
0: one-time thing. Yeah.
1: Balding men. I, and you know, like you know yeah. you're the emergency call, right? We yeah. have that kind of relationship. It's a setup that we have. And um anyway, so I walk in, there's Lannis just cutting hair right next to Andrew, and I'm like, Well, this is a little awkward. And Lannis <laughs> did, looks at me. Did you have to explain
2: to him yeah. what had happened? Yeah,
1: yeah. Lannis looks at me like, You idiot. You know, and then Warehand's like, Well, oh, what am I supposed to do with this? you know, but uh you aproned up, man. You trimmed the beard, and you absolutely. You so, I guess
2: I didn't realize you worked the desk there before. Yes. How intern. does that? How do you? Get, how school. do you get into that?
3: All right. So, there's a bit of mystique around that. I think I'll, I'll give you like the brief backstory, um, like into barbering itself, or well, to, into, into
2: barbering. But also, like when I walk into Noble Barber, I get the idea that like not everybody gets to work here, kind of thing. Right. I don't think so. any of us
1: that work at Vertical Church could get hired at Noble Barber. Um, <laughs> it's just too exclusive. Yeah. All right, you are making it out to seem like
3: something <laughs> it's not, um, but we do try a cult. to create. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, now I'm gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> now you're all dead. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, man. Basically, uh, I was in barber school, and um, you know, I, I just started picking up stuff. Uh, you know, a good bit fast, and uh, understanding how things worked as far as cutting hair and stuff, and. I go back and tell anybody that I know or know that's interested in going to barber school or whatever, uh, because this is what I did and this is what I was told to do by my cousin. Uh, he owns a barbershop in Pensacola. Shout out to Pensacola House of Barbers. There. Is it still any there? Florida? The hurricane. Pensacola, Florida? It is. Okay, good. It is. Um, <laughs> their power is, I think, still out, but working on getting you yeah, know back up. So. Shears anyways, only. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Flippers ain't working. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, um, he told me to get into a shop, and I think this goes for any trade, or anything that you're going to be working hands-on with what you're doing is actually go in and try to get in the shop. Like for me, it was getting in the shop, sweeping hair. Um, Our big thing is like, you know, serving drinks. So I did drinks, i folded towels, all that stuff. But meantime, the ulterior motive of me doing that, besides the monetary uh, actually making a little bit of money on the side after school and on the weekends was um, actually learning um, from – mainly Lannis, but, uh, all the other barbers, Tori and Victoria and, uh, a lot about fades and stuff and tapering hair from Raymond, because Raymond and Lannis have been doing that for, uh, 20 plus years now. So, I mean, I learning from those guys that are, you know, people that I kind of sometimes put on a pedestal as, as far as top of their craft, um, you know, it's, it's really excellent to do, um, just to have a mentor, uh, when it comes to things, I think that means a lot whether it's a job or a hobby or whatever, is just having somebody that knows, you know, what the deal is, show you how to do it, it makes life a lot easier. I could tell, like, me coming out of barber school, I know that, I don't know what the exact statistic is, but a lot of people that go to barber school and they get out, they don't become barbers. It's really
1: like a weird thing.
2: Well, Chase, um, Chase studied to be a lawyer, and that didn't. <laughs> um, Chase, that's an interesting
1: phenomenon. Like, Chase yeah. Hammock, Esquire. Yeah, law school, Esquire. med school, those sorts of things I could see. But, like, barber, becoming a barber yeah. is really tied to a trade. Yeah.
3: Like, And so it was, like, day one when I got out, I was cutting hair on the floor. And Lannis was even like, you know, we'll, we'll throw you a couple of clients today. Well, I had lined up, like, eight, and then I got, like, like, six more. So, I mean, my first day was, like, a really busy day. And he was like, "I guess you got it," <laughs> and I was like, "I got it." <laughs> you know, that's interesting. I've never thought about it this way,
2: but that sounds a lot like a lot of people who apprentice for tattoo shops. Yeah. They go in, they you know, they clean, they kind of get the idea, they watch, and then when they're there, they're there. You mm-hmm. know, but that's interesting. I've never made that parallel before, so
1: it requires a certain amount of humility, I think. Um, just approaching life that way, Absolutely. you know, it's it's not as common as it used to be to get next to somebody to learn what they know so that you can be not as good as they are, but you can progress faster than the person who's just reading it from a book or even being involved in school. Like sure. I remember, man, I walked in and, uh, uh, my hair is a, is an interesting story. Um, I won't tell it here today. Everyone said, thank you. Uh, but I remember Andrew walked over. He's like, I'm going to have to see how Lannis handles this. And he stood there and watched the whole thing. It was, it was pretty awkward.
2: <laughs> You're like a lab it's rat. Like a, it's exactly, sweep yeah. legs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's funny. So, how long have you been there?
3: Um, so, I started in June of 2018, um, and I did about nine months of something. I, know, I probably did that math wrong, but I started cutting hair in March of 2019. So now I'm uh, year roughly and a, a year, years, year yeah. and a half into it, and uh, it's it's really cool, man, because the thing that drew me actually drew me to the shop uh, other than the shop just being super cool as from a customer perspective and unique um, was the amount of emphasis that Lannis put on. And I've noticed this in shops that are succeeding and continuing to thrive throughout the country and stuff. um, Whether it's women's hair or men's hair is the emphasis on continued education. And that's something that you're not going to get at just, your normal barbershop we usually either fly people in um that are from these you know companies Hattori Hanzo, Ruzel um and so on and or we'll go to actual events uh like last summer we went down to Florida and went to like a two-day class down there had a guys weekend and then and did that and that was a lot of fun and then uh the girls went to and it just so happened it wasn't meant to be a guys girls thing, but the girls went to uh, this class in Atlanta that was taught by Kuhn, JM Kuhn. And uh, so it's, it's constantly, we're constantly learning. And I think cool. whether it's barbering or anything in the world, it's like, uh, like my mom is a doctor. So she, you know, yearly has to get those continuing medical education credits mm. being, you know, well into the career is it's like, just not stop learning uh, when it comes to whatever you want to do in life. If you want to be the best, Got to keep learning. Uh, so
2: we, we just continue to sit at Ben's feet. <laughs> yeah, this
1: whole apprentice thing, it's eerie how similar it is. That's why Chase and Austin are actually here. Yeah, it's the only yeah. reason I am the man learning I am. Learning from the best. Yeah. Listen, I've, I have something I have to ask you about, and I never have the chance. You, t- no, you, I'm about to You pipe shoot. down, Chase. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the apron, it's like your signature in there. You were the first guy at Noble Barber to throw that apron on. Is that right? Correct. Okay, and it seems like this is spreading through the the barber shop. All right, so <laughs> well, wow, I didn't know this was such <laughs> yeah, a deal. Yeah,
3: Vin <laughs> probably knows.
1: he picks up on the little
3: things. That's so. right. Yeah. Um. So I just I, I was always looking at barber aprons, like just like the old fashioned barber look, and either people were wearing these uh you know classic barber shirts or they're wearing these aprons in a lot of these old nineteen twenties thirties pictures and stuff, and just like the history of it kind of drew me to it. Uh, so the history part, but there's also like a practical side is when you're cutting people's hair all day, you tend to get people's hair on you. Uh, uh so the apron uh, repels that like 95% It's still going to happen a little bit. So mm. it's not perfection, uh, but it's better than most. It's kind of hard to wear even being in the air conditioning. Sometimes in the summertime, it just gets a little bit hotter in the shop just because it's such a big building. So I tend to wear it less in the summertime, more in the fall, winter, and spring and stuff, yeah. but your winter wear. Yeah, exactly. You need a um, you
1: need a summer weight apron is yeah, what you need. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Cause something. the one you own now is leather. I bet <laughs> Lulu puts out an apron. <laughs> if they're yeah, listening the now, they're working on the way. We should just $85. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you
2: you live and work here. Most of your uh most of the people here that we know get their hair cut by you. Um I I guess my my next question would be, how did you end up here? Like I know, don't you, know, before that. I got cut off twice. Oh, sorry.
0: I have sorry, a better sorry. bridge. Go ahead. You were born and raised here. Correct. I don't want to move past the barber stuff too fast. Oh, okay, gotcha. You were born and raised here, right? Correct. And you want to be a barber. Mm-hmm. Why stay here instead of chasing, like, I guess you, would you call it bigger markets? Is it like musicians and stuff where there's better markets for this kind of stuff because there's better shops or you what? You mean here in, like,
2: here
3: in Madison? He as, as opposed yeah. to New York, Atlanta, or Houston. Nashville, something like that. So, I think for me it was, like, when, this decide, when I decided to dive into this career, um, I really saw like other than Noble, there's kind of like a lack for, you know, traditional barbershops here um, and like the like uniqueness of that place really drew me. And I think one of the main advantages that I have had here in Madison that I wouldn't have if I moved to somewhere else mm-hmm. is the built-in clientele. I mean, yeah. the uh let's see, the relationships that I've developed, whether it's with people that are my age or their families, um, growing up here in town for now, I'm just turned 25 a week ago or two weeks ago. It's like, I already have that client base where I can pick up the phone and say, Hey man, I'm cutting hair. If you want to come, I understand if you're, like I said, if you're loyal to your barber, mm-hmm. that's fine. But if you have any you know way you can recommend people to come to me and that web has just been really phenomenal for getting my uh clientele started and obviously like being up here at church you're joking about me cutting everybody's hair but it's like you know if if yeah, am this is maybe a bad example but if i wanted like a custom table built or something like that i know Ben does that stuff uh, so i'm going to reach well. out to Ben if you know somebody <laughs> you was you guys a, are hating this aren't you <laughs> if, if somebody was it's, it's just like support if i needed an orphanage it's, it's open, just like su- <laughs> right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that's a good point though i, I heard there's like an ongoing yeah, about shouting out a certain yeah we all say your name okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah it makes sense so you had a built you were like this is going to build my book faster right in combination with you have this really unique barbershop in central Mississippi. That's yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm. The continuing ad has a little, has style, has a a mystique
3: about it even. Yeah. And it's just a culture that's, that's there, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, we're, you know, constantly joking around with each other and just, it's just the way that shop is, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. So that
2: answers my question. Now I know why you're here and how you got it. You're just building a book. I'm (laughs) (laughs) going out on Yeah. So back to that then. How yeah. did you and Melissa end up at vertical? So y'all grew up here. This it wouldn't be where y'all would have gone to church because you y'all both grew up here, right?
3: We did. Yeah. We did. Um
1: Nobody's so, mentioned that your wife sings. Yeah. Like let's put that together. Oh yeah. And she leads us yes. She leads. She leads us. She has, in, great, in she has song. a beautiful yeah.
3: voice. Uh I've I've told her that since uh we were dating in like Spit eighth grade. Game. Man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sing to me, it's, girl. It's been a while, but she she did talent <laughs> shows and all that stuff growing Sing up. Sing to me, good. girl. Um, anyways, man, uh, how we got to vertical. Um, so, like, growing up here and stuff, I went to, let's see, a couple different churches at different points in my life. Um, we don't need to shout
2: them out. It's a okay.
3: <laughs> competition. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, like, my mom was one of the founding members at, like, uh, Hong Colony Baptist. So, like, when I was real young, I went there. And then after that, I kind of teetered back and forth between like Broadmoor and Pine Lake. Um, and so like when I went up to Oxford and I went to Ole Miss before I got into barbering and stuff, I was up there for three years. And we like, when I did go to church, you know, <laughs> it's, it's college, it's Ole Miss. I am mean, right. if we're being honest with you, you know, mm-hmm. myself, I'm, I probably should have gone to church a little bit more up there. I, I definitely needed it in that season. But, um, when I did go, it was at Pine Lake just cause that was familiar and, and you know, the, it's the same message wherever campus you're at. Um, so in that sense, it kind of felt like something that I was familiar with. Sure. Um, and then when I was in like, you know, um, uh, middle school and stuff, that was, uh, I, that was always Pine Lake with Jason Smith. Uh, he's, he's a big guy. And as far as, uh, lead me in my faith and stuff, No doubt. That (laughs) guy's awesome. He's back. He's been back back for a while. He's back, yeah.
1: So did you uh, brush up against Jody Schmelzer uh, in Oxford?
3: Yeah, a little bit, but I was not uh, at the point in my life where I was like, let me get involved in church. I need to get to know this guy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like too worried (laughs) about... We remember college. Let let me get a little guy and get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, let me get a little guy and get out of here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was too worried about what was going on, you know, getting ready for game day and all that stuff up in Oxford. So... But uh, when we moved back, um, we were kind of like, you know, me and Melissa had gotten married and this was uh, August 2017 and we had kind of, you know, in and out of church and uh, through kind of, I want to say the spring, she's probably going to like get on to me after this because I'm not perfect with memory stuff. No one is. Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> one is as good as their wife. According to Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. yeah. They'll bring, they'll
0: bring up like the most detailed stuff. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm like, like, I guess. I don't know, not, right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna trust
3: you do I want to walk this line um anyways well I think in somewhere around um like spring early summer 2018 was when we really got started serious about looking for a church church home just because despite being from here um and knowing so many people I still had a bunch of friends at college I still had a bunch of friends you know off in these different cities and stuff so like Immediately when we moved back to Jackson, even though it was home and I had that, like I was telling you about that web of people that I knew, it seemed like we didn't have anybody. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really the main thing that we were looking for when it comes to uh, church was we wanted to find a church home, not just for, uh, you know, getting God on Sundays, but actually somewhere where we can get involved, somewhere where we can you know, down the line have kids and them be a part of that church and that uh that part of our lives. Did you have a question or no. was you stretching? No, I was just <laughs> stretching <straight. laughs> you like raising. I your was hand. like that's a really weird part. Uh <laughs> <laughs> right, question. Let
1: me, no. interu- let me sorry. interrupt you.
2: sorry go ahead. I'm glad this is um, so you
1: you guys were like <laughs> you go on a search for a church you're actually looking for community. Right.
3: And yeah. that was that was kinda a word that we had tossed around a little bit was like we're not just looking for a church. We're looking for people, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and something that we can be a part of. And, you know, at this point I won't name any churches, but we had hopped around and went to one or two other churches and, um, and we just didn't feel that sense of, you know, people reaching out or, you know, didn't feel like God was calling us to be there. And, you know, I know she had probably prayed about it. I'd prayed about it. And, we we're like, man, where do we want to go? And uh, we we're just thinking about talking about some other churches to come to, and, <laughs> and this was back when before we did the you know renovation here at Vertical and stuff. But we we're like. Uh, I think that's a church up there on the corner, shouldn't shouldn't, (laughs) shouldn't it? And and before the vertical church sign and stuff. So we were like, you know, we see crowds there every Sunday. It's like, maybe we should try that church out. It's It's right there. We could (laughs) literally run to if we needed to. I was like, uh, we could take a short like walk, stroll to church every Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. So that's kind of how we, as simple as that sounds, that's how we stumbled in the doors at vertical. Um, And immediately you know, you talk about this all the time, but just developing that culture, um, of connecting with those that are, we in my position, Melissa and I's position is like being able to reach those that are searching for community and searching for, um, you know, a home, not just, you know, a place to go get God on Sunday. Right. Um, and I think immediately we could tell it was totally different, um, I think the first Sunday that we came, uh, you had had,
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it no. was either,
3: it was one of two things. I can't and wait. This <laughs>
1: makes me nervous every time it happens.
3: Melissa well, is going to crack up uh, because I'm probably going to quote this wrong. So I'm going to say it's one of, these are the first two Sundays that I came to, right? Okay. One was the
1: sex talk. Amazing. Which one? Amazing. Which I don't one? know. I don't uh, know. With Ron and Eva probably. Oh yeah. yeah. The interview. Yeah. And
3: then the other one. Ben sitting there telling a story and he pulls out a pack of what I think is maybe Marlboro red cigarettes and like puts one in his mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, is this dude about to light a cigarette and start smoking? Why Did preaching? that actually
2: happen? <laughs> yeah,
3: I think so. <laughs> but, and he was it like, it was the
0: Vietnam thing. Yeah, right? it was
3: a Vietnam thing. Oh, yeah, And he was like, but he what? took it down and it was like a, a powerful thing. And I was like, Okay, this church is different. <laughs> was like everybody else is kinda bummed it didn't light up. Yeah, I forgot and about I, the story. I was dude. like, dang, I thought he was about to just be like, Man, back
1: in Nom like no, <laughs> this I, is how you yeah, got rid of stress. That's yeah, funny. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That so was actually that's during a great the inf- story. Yeah, it was in the infamous uh different thing every week season that we talk about. Yeah, so some good before came of with renovations. As that. when y'all got here, yeah. So, so we, okay. you were there.
2: So were you here during the school and all that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. That's
1: when actually we
3: started getting involved. Yeah, I plus remember Melissa really, yeah. really pushing forward on the stage. At the so school. she started doing some background vocals and stuff when they were at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, from that point forward, man, we just kind of knew. Um, we knew we liked the teachings. We liked, uh, you know, hearing from Ben and hearing from Philip, and. Uh, and something was different. And at, I think at that point we still hadn't committed to fully getting involved in stuff. Mm. Um, slowly Melissa started to be like, hey, I'm going to, you know, try to do some volunteering. We should, uh, you know, we should we should do this. You know, if we're going to do this, let's do it. Um, she's a big proponent of if you're going to do something, don't do it, you know, halfway. Um, so we were like.
0: Oh, there's a better phrase. Yeah. That we would. Maybe. <laughs> on a different podcast. Know. We're a different church, but not that. This isn't that, the definitely. hangar podcast. <laughs> definitely.
1: That's kind of the way you talk about her supporting you with the barber decision, right? I've heard that part of the story. She's like, look, do it or don't. You know, yeah. like that's. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way our marriage is, man. Yeah. We're, we're
3: I know we're going to talk about some, some related subjects when it comes to later, some of the questions that Austin sent me and stuff.
1: So. Oh, wait a minute. Time what? out. Time out. What's up? You, you. You know the questions already because not Jason and I don't know the questions already. Not not all of them. Oh, interview questions.
2: Oh, no. I definitely send him uh, ask us anything questions. Oh. I wanted to be prepared.
3: Okay, so this I just, is, Honestly, I've only listened to one of these podcasts. so I didn't really know what to expect, mm. so I didn't want oh, to be super nervous. Oh, my gosh. I, Why are you inviting people I, in here? that are canceled. That. I will say I've, I'm getting into it, though. So I, I'm two episodes in, and I, I, I like the podcast, I like
1: the format and stuff. Well, and the what else is would you good. say? You're sitting here with us. <laughs> anyway, just a format change. We uh, we So we're going to be thinking mm. in the moment our guest is prepared. That, yeah. It seems wise. I did
2: not write down answers for myself either. I copy pasted
1: them. So, okay, it seems yeah. wise. Anyway, yeah. we interrupted. Sorry, you were headed somewhere with your marriage. Ah, uh, uh, where was I? Uh, well, you getting involved, volunteer. Oh, yeah, yeah the way you guys operate. Yeah. 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 So,
3: so we um, started. You know, she she was like, "Let's." You know, if we're going to do this, let's do it. So we went to the volunteer weekend and stuff, and that's when she kind of reached out to Chris. And uh, started getting involved in background vocals. And Was
2: this know. before Grote left? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah right. That
1: also gets very confusing. Yeah, just making yeah. sure. First group. First Grote, first Grot, second group. Grote version one. <laughs> BG, before yeah. Grote. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's it. what a lot of people don't realize is you're in the, uh, what we call front of house. You're back there uh, volunteering there with lyrics. <laughs> Every time and,
3: that I teach is there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, making right. sure it's a time. pretty
1: critical part of the morning, actually.
3: it's yeah. It's such a minute, like, little small part of the morning that's, going to church you know you know growing up basically my whole life it's like you never think about and i'm sure there's there's a lot more of it now today with just the digital age and stuff but you never think about i I always for some reason thought like maybe there was something that you know like a program that just kind of yeah automated thing but no there's somebody actually back there me being it, uh probably two sundays a month uh pressing a button going through the slides, you know, whether it's if with- we
2: did automate that, Ben wouldn't teach as long. That's true. Just immediately fire
1: technology. Sorry, they don't get that point this yeah. morning. Yeah. <laughs> but enough about me. Let's Whoops. actually talk about God. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, there's it's actually a pretty you say that it's small, but it's Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely it's important. Not, yeah. It, it yeah. has
3: to be done. Um and done well, and done well yeah. So yeah, right. it's it one of those insider well. knowledge
0: things. And also like if it's off, like Everyone everybody notices knows. it, but yeah. when it's done
3: well, no one notices yeah. it. Yeah, it's, that's true. trade off. That's, that's true. Um, so it, so it, me doing that is, I, I just feel like there's, um, sometimes as little as I play it in my head, it's like that needs to be done. The church needs it. So, you know, might as well be me. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of committed to that small role in in Sunday mornings and well, stuff. Plus it allows you and Melissa to serve in the same area right. together. So, and I, I, obviously love hearing my wife sing. Um, mm-hmm. but as i am said earlier, she's, you know, she's, she's good at what she does. Yeah. Um, definitely. and she's, I honestly think she's grown a lot since she's been here as far as, uh, not only her voice, um, just cause she's singing a lot more than she used to, but her faith has grown. Um, her ability to speak in front of people as like, much as she'll tell me like oh it's so scary to be the person on stage she said i can sing in front of people all day long but then you have to like you know actually say something and talk she's like i don't know how ben and austin do it I we just, should
2: let she and, and ben <laughs> switch roles one sunday Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be let fun. ben she sing. tore it
1: up yesterday yes yeah, she did she did yeah, really she cool. did a great job yeah, yeah. She did. yeah leading in and then also the was that song officially new or did i just miss it the last one yeah it uh, yeah,
0: it, yeah, digital. It was done digitally, but okay. I still call it new when the first time we do it in yeah, the
1: room. Yeah, I like room. She did yeah. a great job with it. But yeah.
3: just just seeing her confidence level, like rise is something that she's prayed for. So to see that come to fruition uh, is as much of a people person as Melissa is. For those of you who do know Melissa, it's like, it's just pretty cool to see that prayer answered and, and see her do her thing on Sunday. So cool. I love being there for that. Yeah, very cool. Awkward transition? Yeah, let's do it. Okay.
2: <laughs> hello, Austin. Is there more? Is it a sing song? No. Yeah, you sing back. Oh no! You have to. You have to like keep going though.
0: No, I, it was like a duet, like a The King and I kind of duet. Like hello, oh, hello, hello, hello I didn't see that. I didn't either. Oh,
2: okay. Ask yeah, us anything. Hey, Chase. Hello, Philip.
0: Oh yeah, I. I remember last week, and then I forgot this week. Yeah.
1: Alas. Are we live? Are we going? I
2: already told you to ask us anything. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll ask us anything.
1: <laughs> Every week. I mean, I'm, just, I'm just I'm here waiting for the questions.
2: <laughs> I just work here. Everybody noticed Ben. Yeah. Ben's here, too. All
1: right. Uh, we
2: have a few questions today, and this one was pointed directly at Vertical Staff, but I think it would be kind of interesting for us to talk about it within a team and just kind of a culture, too. Because Andrew is definitely a part of that culture, he knows. Um, it says vertical staff seems to thrive in healthy conflict. How do you promote and manage that within the team? Vertical staff. Seems, I thought we asked like something.
0: I thought had that already been asked.
1: I don't think so. Uh, I think we got on one of those little. Speeches. We probably talked about it within oh, okay. a tangent. Mm.
2: Um. But, ask, ask again. Yeah. yeah, vertical staff seems to thrive in healthy conflict. How do you promote and manage that within a team? Uh, books, books. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the Ben bir- just tells us to read, and we all kind of shut up. Yeah, yeah. that's the right. The first, yeah. the
0: first two books we read as a staff since you, with you taking over Ben were very promoting of healthy conflict, <laughs> especially Brene Brown.
1: Yeah. You have to have a third party that makes those statements so that everyone around your team or your culture can can focus on that. So it isn't one person with a certain type of power that's saying we're going to do this. You have to be able to examine it. And then everybody kind of filters through because just because it's in a book doesn't mean it's going to work for your team. Right. Some stuff you have to throw out and some stuff you have to say, no, that we really need that.
0: Most of the books you read are, are pretty corporate based.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Secu- very secular job based.
1: Yeah. Well, that's because all the yahoos that are pushing themselves on social media are like, here's how to grow your church yeah, from 100 to 500. Yeah. And it's all gimmicks and life. How, how to lead a team. You know, you need to make sure do, that everything starts with the Do same you think letter.
2: the communication best comes out of conflict? Because I think uh, in thinking about this while I'm listening to you talk, I think that there are probably two types of people. I think that there are people who would definitely shy away from conflict and say, I do not communicate well under that. And then there are people like myself who jump to conflict, and I'm like, this is the only way that things get done, you know? And and everybody's like, Just
3: wait till the dust settles, and then whatever is Yeah, whatever's there is there. It's fine.
1: That's why it's important for the organization to have a culture, because everyone participates in that. It isn't one person driving. So then you have to know each other. I mean, that's part of the biggest thing, and probably where I would say specifically churches fall the most short because most church staffs feel like they have to posture Mm -hmm. and I'm not attacking them because they feel like they have to posture to continue to keep their job, meet expectations. We just have a different climate here. Thank God, uh, who moved in Philip and, and Greg's heart in the beginning to start a different kind of place. And we've been able to build on that. Uh, but we're able to take people's personalities around the table for what they actually are. Like, none of us feel like we have to hide what our initial reaction is. You know, you're going to be more aggressive in your stance towards things, and we all know that, and that's fine, you know, because in the end, that pushes us towards some sort of resolution.
2: Yeah. How do you think that that leaks? Maybe this is a good question for you, Andrew. How do you think that that leaks from just staff into volunteer teams? Because I would say, like, when I look at the volunteer teams that work well, whether it's uh, worship production, Chris does a great job with that. How do – Or even amplifier, whatever the hanger. How does that kind of leak into subsequent
3: ministry areas? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good second gen uh, question. Yeah.
3: So the way I look at it, and honestly, I was like, um, I'm gonna say like the biggest thing to me when you do are talking about you know uh, healthy conflict and all that stuff is is finding your. basically kind of what Ben was saying, but I'm going to use a different word, the word like vision or why. Uh, so you have to have that why, or, you know, have that team vision on what, what is our goal here, you know? Mm Um, and that can be in, you know, what's our goal here at vertical? What's our goal as a production worship team? Um, what's the goal in your relationship in the household or, you know, whatever, but, Having that, having that why and understanding, and that opens the line, to me, opens the line of communication on, you know, if you if you both know or if you, you know, we all know as a team, um, like as a production worship team while we're doing the things that we're doing, if somebody corrects somebody on something, it's a little bit less likely to. To me, it seems like, you know, uh, great will say, hey, why don't you tweak this a little bit or whatever or, you know, uh, uh, (coughs) Diffy will be back there and he'll be like, we need to, you know, uh, bump these up and, you know, making little tweaks and stuff. And that's, you know, might seem small, but just having that, you know, these are the things that are going to get our desired outcome. Yeah. Um, and so I think you're less likely to lead to that, you know, bad side or connotative side of conflict. If you can just, uh, both everybody be on the same on the same why.
0: Yeah. I think another thing we do is they, it kind of goes in tandem with what you're saying, but like more than anything, like we're not just looking for conflict for conflict's sake. Well, like sure. you, well, not all of us, <laughs> but like every, everyone on whatever team, you know, when it's at it, when it's doing what it's supposed to be doing, knows that you care about that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, No matter what. So I, th- I think that kind of, it, it allows those channels, like you were talking about, Andrew, to like, like, uh, Chris Wilson, you know, drummer extraordinaire, <laughs> knows I care about him more than the product, honestly. Yeah. So, like, if if I have something to say, or Gro has something to say, or he has something to say back to me, like, it's never a feelings thing. It's never a uh, an attack on the person. It's mm-hmm. a specific, you know, th- I think this could be better. We're welcome for pushback. Yeah. It's just it's a two way street, you know, yeah. with the caring and the. Yeah. The critique. You it's know?
2: interesting how that saturates a culture too. Like you make a good mm-hmm. point that even in things that seem very small, like whether you're tweaking something in the booth, actually we, we have an understanding that that's going to affect a much larger outcome. And so that kind of leaks down to where you talk about Chris Wilson, mm-hmm. if we're that way in staff and I'm that way with small group leaders, because I learned it there and out of small group leaders, we have coaches and Chris feels comfortable to speak that way to me because he knows that I care about him. And mm-hmm. the, then it just, the whole culture kind of takes that on no yeah. matter how minute the situation. Cause we know that it affects that bigger purpose. Yeah.
3: So. I think but, also uh, a big thing is like respecting somebody's uh, knowledge when it comes to certain things. Um, so like not to say new people can't have new and fresh ideas. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, when I first started doing the buttons and uh, kind of pro presenter, <laughs> I love uh, it. that is We're an actual position that now. Doing now the, the that's, that's what Who's I call Who's doing it. the buttons? I'm, I like I'm it. pressing the buttons. That's I like what I it. do. <laughs> um, but when I first started doing the pro presenter in the back, it was like I just did exactly what Chris told me to do. And now when I come in, I've been doing it for a while, so I know kind of what makes things flow better. So I'll be like, Hey Chris, you didn't do this because uh you know for whatever reason he's not getting with ben but after me and ben will walk through a sermon i'll be like there needs to be like a buffer slide here or something yeah so i'm yeah. gonna be like i'll either put it in or i'll yeah. get yeah i'll get chris to put it in yeah so it's awesome. kind of one of those things like you know at first if i would have come in day one and been like hey man you did the slides <laughs> wrong <laughs> <laughs> he's this dude <laughs> volunteering he would have been like uh okay uh, new guy uh, <laughs> maybe you go that sounds coffee. like real. yeah that's that's
2: how you say that that's interesting true. question yeah, yeah it makes makes good. next question You guys seem to have a variety of interests. Do you think there's more value in taking on new hobbies or staying in your lane generally? That's a tough
1: one. Man, yes. That is very difficult to answer.
2: Is there more value in uh,
0: taking on new hobbies or staying in your lane? I think it depends on how you're going about it because I think it's a, a symptom of a problem if you start a hobby you know if you're not perfect at it it immediately makes you want to switch to something else and try something new that's a sign of lack of discipline but if your interests are just broad and you different things intrigue you then i don't think there's any shame in that
2: yeah
1: done next question <laughs> right, sure. i have thoughts but uh i'm yeah. i'm a hobby sticker i don't yeah. really right I,
3: I would just say like uh not to get real deeper Uh can't if you want You know But it's like We only have one life So might as well try A couple new things You know Like what's You you never know You may enjoy something Until you try it Yeah And that's kind of How I look at things man But Yeah Sometimes they stick. Sometimes they don't.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: I kind of relish new things like that. Like, yeah. I, I love when people are really good at things. Yeah. Right. You know, and even if it's something that I don't, we've talked about this before, I think, even if it's something that I don't really have much of an interest in, if somebody is really good at something, I want to watch them do it, you know? And so I notice you work, watch me work a lot. It's weird.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> I get it It's just because you're cute. You're always now. hanging uh, around watching me work.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't even know. I feel like a lot of us have like around here have varied interests, but also there's an appreciation for somebody that's good at something. Like Mm -hmm. I have zero interest in building a table, but I would watch, I don't know, YouTube of somebody better
1: than Ben building a table. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's the truth. I think, yeah, I think we're all, we are. That's interesting. This question is pulling this out, but all of us on staff generally are this way. Like we'll, we'll investigate anything. But I think all of us only pursue the things that capture us enough to where we want to become really good at those mm. things. So yeah, I have the experience, like I'm going to go out with, uh, with Barrett and shoot guns and stuff, and I'm going to have a good time and yeah. try to get better at it at that time. But it didn't capture me enough to where, like, I've got to figure out how to be great at this. Yeah. So I go and he invites me and I enjoy myself, mm-hmm. uh, spending his money, shooting his ammo uh, but uh, that's a that's a hard a, thing to. That's come by something right now. Right, right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's right. a big deal right. That's now. right. It shows he's a good friend, right? That he invites me out. But I think, and unless I have that thing where it just consumes me of trying to figure out, and then I start watching people that are really good at it, you know, yeah, I think that's a good. You shouldn't go too far to either side, really. Yeah.
2: Great. So no answer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's our no answer. Answer. You're welcome. Whoever La-
2: last question, probably just so we have time for recommends. I would imagine. Um, also. I'm so over this. I wish we would quit talking about this. Um, we know Austin doesn't like ice cream. True, we do know that. True, true. What the is your Mount morality. Rushmore of dessert
1: foods? What,
0: like, are muffins? Like, how specific are we supposed to get here? Muffin I would a have brightness. totally
1: predicted Chase's reaction at like, this category is too large. To pick the Mount Rushmore, no, no. no. I'm asking how how specific am I supposed to get? I think we get to
2: argue it. That's the point. So it's like like, you said, you said quick, like the presidents. If you had five days, no, I just I knew this one would take a while.
3: uh, I I was just gonna be like, let's Mount Rushmore. The first thing that came to mind was. Largest, but also just like the best. <laughs> putting, I
2: don't, putting I
1: don't it think on that's it. the question. Right. But putting it is notes. an interesting take.
2: All right. So, do we each get one? Let's figure out the parameters. Do we each get one, or do we have to come to an agreement?
1: There's no way we could agree. It's no, too yeah. personal. No, no, no. That's this like is. that's like the Mount Rushmore of albums. It's like, what's your favorite movie? Yeah. There's no way to to determine. I mean, I think Passion
2: you, of the Cross. What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: there's only one. Such a preacher <laughs> answer.
1: It feels like you would have to say, like, if I could only. If I had five days to live and I had to eat five desserts, which ones would I choose? I
2: I probably wouldn't. (laughs) Like <laughs> you friend. just skip dessert. Just skip you have it.
1: five days to live and you just skip dessert. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't Maybe. know. I just I don't I don't know. Um, oh man. My oh, wife has made oh, me into it a channel. You know what? More.
2: I don't know if this goes on the Mount Rushmore, but we had this conversation the other day. Um, because you we, and I did, Austin. We yeah, you He's and I He's pointing mm-hmm. at Chase, yeah. We are on video. But now we're on Not video. Not everybody's watching video, Austin. <laughs> yeah, Owen. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. We went into a cookie shop. Yes. Which is kind of a story on how we got there. But we um, went into a long night. Intrigued. Yeah, it was a long night.
1: Is it in Mississippi? Yes. Yeah, Renaissance. A, is it... Whi-
2: I
3: don't know what it's called. A whimsical. Is whimsical. It, is? it was whimsical, it's yes. It's the it, most girly girl. It's like yeah, kind of shot. scary. Up a bit there was a, a
2: prominence there. chair, like a throne in there, <laughs> <and> <laughs> is and there you, were like, it, "Is it, it
3: like the whole store you walk in and it's just straight pink? Anyway, we but went it's in... But all cookies? No, yeah. no, there's other stuff. It's Melissa's Heaven. Oh, okay.
2: Anyway. Anyway, we went in and to just get chocolate chip cookies... But yeah. I realized that I really like those kind of cakey strawberry cookies. And I saw them there and was like, I have I to I think have they're called that. lumps. Strawberry mm. lumps.
1: Strawberry lumps. Cakey <laughs> strawberry cookies.
2: That's what they called me in high school. Strawberry <laughs> lumps. Uh <laughs> used to be a redhead. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I saw them in there and I was like, I have to have that mm-hmm. right now. Was it good? It was fantastic it uh, was really good so i don't know either, it wasn't fresh either so yeah i don't know if that goes on that rush board, up. but it's pretty good if i liked it and it was a dessert then that's uh that's pretty good all right what are y'all's
1: i mean mm. i'm a pretty classic guy actually with when it comes to desserts you got to put banana pudding in there either kind the oven kind or the cool whip kind
3: it's got to be one just spit it out yeah uh, well, i'm gonna go cool whip decisive.
1: yeah it's like they it's usually sweeter Yeah. So I'll take that. Um, I also (laughs) like a great peach cobbler with ice cream.
3: I
2: love a cobbler. Yep.
1: Cobblers are really good. Um, I also particular times of year. So how many do we get? One, two, three, four. All right. So I'm going to go strawberry shortcake because those are pretty fantastic. Mm. Um, Especially if you get some sugar over those strawberries, especially in in the Mississippi summers. The last thing is a nostalgia based thing, which is no surprise for me. I'm going to go dairy queen dip cone. Hmm. Oh, amazing. Wow, dessert. out of left field. Yeah, amazing dessert. Nothing homemade about it. Totally Americana. Dairy Queen takes the cake. Wow. Yep.
2: <laughs> is there a Dairy Queen here? Yeah, it's yeah. in original yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. Anyway.
3: Yeah. Um, All right. I would say mine would be um, this is, I've got one of two. Uh, so I'll, I'll say two because Ben had four. So I'll, no, I'll just do two. Typical. Sorry. <laughs> So my uh, also nostalgia base would be uh, my grandmother's blueberry pie with mm. some I- vanilla ice cream on the side, mm. and we it had two ice creams showing up there. Deep pies overrated. No, um, no, no, no.
2: Pie is better than cake. And, and I,
3: I will say, I cream. I can definitely do it without the ice cream. But sometimes if it's real hot and fresh, I like the ice cream because it melts. Okay, That's the worst uh, way to have ice cream.
1: I mean, I, Austin melted. disagrees. You said melted ice cream. That You're, is the
2: way that if I'm going to eat ice cream, yeah. it better be on a cobbler or a pie. Hot, hot so milk soup. You would, you would love
3: my
1: ground Hot milk soup. <laughs> uh,
3: and then number two would be, and I'll shout out a local place. Um, we don't there, do that here. Uh, We (laughs) we didn't do that the whole (laughs) first segment. (laughs) Shut up. Well, y'all know Railroad Pizza Company. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 In Flora. Mm -hmm. So, have you ever gotten their? I don't know what it's called. It's like. I would just call it the ultimate donut. I it's think like that's the, the name colossal of
1: donut of yes. the yeah. It's gigantic. Right. It's what as is big it? as the table. So
3: let let me let me set the scene for you here. <laughs>
1: I, I ordered uh, it. And you're like, done Put, like, done with, put you're a background track yeah. Let me
3: paint you a like. Picture. Hey, hey, everybody, yeah, be quiet. We're gonna let well, Andrew have go, a backing track. Go, Bill Ross, real quick, and just paint you a little picture. Anyways, uh, they bring out this really big donut. And Narrate it better. Dramatic. Duh, duh. There I was, there, there I, was I was, eating this donut <laughs> in a dim restaurant in Florida, Mississippi. <laughs> but they bring out this donut, and it's not like don't think Krispy Kreme, like think uh, just like you know classic donut, but it's it's not glazed. It's like brown sugar cinnamon, and if you really know me, you know I love brown sugar cinnamon. Mm. So they put that on top. They put a big dollop of yes, Austin ice cream in the middle of it, mm. and then they drizzle the whole thing with honey. And
1: it's absolutely divine. It wow. almost feels like a fair dessert. It is. Yeah, you're like, this, yeah. I would get yeah, this at the that's fair. That's definitely where that falls yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it is it is pretty good. And I, it's so large that I got one with my two sons and we couldn't finish. And so that's that's
3: Jeez. immediately when Mount Rushmore was said, I was like, that's a large dessert. I could not finish that by myself. <laughs> I could see
1: that from miles away. Even yeah, if I didn't right. eat for several days. <laughs> it's a I mean, tourist attraction. Presidents would give speeches in front of this dessert. <laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> All right, Chase, what you got? All right. In no particular
0: order. Uh, number one, my wife's homemade chocolate chip cookies. They are still, to this date, the best I've ever had. They're good. And Confirm, they're there's good. not many things I put ahead of chocolate chip cookies if I'm going to bother with dessert. So, Rachel's chocolate chip cookies. Um, number two would be strawberry uh, cheesecake. Uh, I like basic che- cheesecake well enough, but the second you put some, some strawberry on it, it's just a whole different level, man. No, it's, I like cheesecake. It's so good. I like cheesecake. Uh, cheesecake. It's fine. All right. Uh, number three. Um, taking a little bit of a kind of similar what you're talking about, Andrew, is that better? Uh, blueberry cobbler. <laughs> Peach cobbler is great, but the second you ditch those peaches and go with some blueberries, you're experiencing a new level of nirvana. All right. If you haven't tried it before, get, talk to your grandmother about it. She knows how to make it. Go ahead and ask her. Uh, number four. Uh, Blueberries
1: belong in pancakes and muffins. I just have to say that.
3: That's it, a bad take. I'm going to bring you this blueberry pie, and you'll, you'll change the okay. statement All right. real fast.
1: Last one.
0: Uh, there is a box uh, cake available at whatever grocery store you want to go to. That is a chocolate, chocolate chip pound cake right. that my mom has made since... I don't know, since I was like six, and I I don't have it nearly as much as I used to, but whenever I do have it, that with a with a side of nice, cool two percent milk from Kroger, that's the
1: best way to end an evening. You get right a nostalgia there. dessert. I'll give it to you. I'll give well, it's get it delicious, too.
0: I love it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the. It's kind of like the Dairy Queen thing. Like it's not the highest quality of all the ingredients have to and be. whatnot. Yeah. But it just tastes
2: good. I think, just, the, I think the lens through which we view dessert is different because to me, it's like it has to be really good for me to feel that bad afterwards. Mm. You know, oh, so nice. if it's something like like a grandma's blueberry pie, I'm like worth it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've
0: never been ashamed
1: about dessert. I've has eaten. to be really bad for me to skip it. I mean, somebody could just bring a plate of little Debbie's unwrapped to the and I'm not <laughs> like okay, cool. These dessert, are ho- dessert, These are homemade, yeah, homemade. Yeah, homemade, homemade little Debbie's. <laughs> See,
0: and when you when you got get You're to talk like about that, like that, I kind of. <laughs> of that's when you start to bleed the lines or blur the lines between uh, like sweet breakfast yeah. and dessert. Yeah. Because if someone brought out some fresh chocolate chip muffins after a nice steak, it's a great dessert. Game on. Or yeah. like
3: after a pizza. Or a pizza, uh, have, yeah. Where does the toaster strudel the, fall in that? Have you ever had the cinnamon Whatever roll it's like like cereal. mini packs from Pizza Hut? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, dude, they come in 10 packs, but it's Cinnabon, right? <laughs> dude. <laughs> Oh my gosh, those are amazing. We should have had a restaurant on this segment.
1: Yeah, she yeah. 75 I hard. I can't eat any of this. 75 soft. <laughs> yeah. All right, next again. segment. Next segment. Hit that space bar. Quick talk. I'm going to say something again. <laughs>
0: Guest, except he goes second. Sorry, Andrew. That's Because okay. our boy Austin, it's his time to shine with his recommends that he thought of about 48 minutes ago.
2: Yeah, I, I barely have thought about them. Uh, but I will say, I listened back to the episode... And last episode, you yeah, mean? maybe it was a, it was one or two back. And somebody said, I think he was our lead pastor that I get to go because I have bad takes on recommendations. That was last week. Yes. Mm. I, yep.
0: And then he complimented how great my recommends are, which yeah, is astounding. I
2: was, it hurt a little. Yeah. It, it hurt
1: a little, but that's I, fine. I formally apologize. I've noticed
0: you've been in kind of a funk since last Tuesday. Uh, so that was probably Monday, it. Monday, <laughs> excuse me. Either that or somebody breaks. If there's in. anything
1: being a lead pastor has taught me, it's how to apologize profusely for everything I Publicly. say. <laughs> Which Publicly. Which allows you to say whatever you want. That's right. I'm so sorry. It's I'll, really I'll never out say out it again. Until I do it again, I'll never do it again. <laughs> there you go. Those Perfect. things are worth thousands.
2: <laughs> All right. Recommends. Uh, you. What do you want? I, you know, I don't do this often. Um, and this is going to kind of go along with something Ben said the other day. I don't do this often, not nearly often enough, but this weekend I got you out of town. You skipped like half
0: your sentence right there. He's he's excited. Yeah. yeah. Get out of
2: town. I get out of town this weekend. And it uh, was a little stressful because I saw family, but it was, if for no other reason than just driving two hours by myself, lovely. Uh, it, was, it was good. So get out of town. Uh, it's a good stress reliever. And also I'm running out of recommend, so that's a good one. Uh, what do you need? You know what you need, and I'm gonna rant a little bit here. Madison, Mississippi. You know what you need. You can I'm have, with you. I'm you, with you. You can have all the brick buildings you want. All of them. You can you can put parameters on the square footage of houses we're allowed to build. <laughs> but what you need, Madison, is a freaking Chipotle. Come on. Why in the world are we settling for Moes? I don't I don't understand it. I went <laughs> home this weekend. And in the last six months since I've been back home, they have erected and opened a Chipotle. It doesn't take that much change to do it. Change is possible. Yeah, it, it, change is possible. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, if you're willing to settle for those, drain, and
0: you can settle for Chipotle. Shut up, Chip. <laughs> oh, my God. <gosh. laughs> that is
2: You not liking Chipotle is your worst take. If you're willing to settle yeah, for Chick-fil-A, you
1: can settle for Chipotle. I, know, I,
2: I love Chipotle.
1: Uh,
2: I don't have a wear because I wear the same things. And read. Um, I do have to put a um how should i say
1: this asterix yeah and yeah. an
2: asterisk. I, I, I don't know don't don't go into this expecting um to get your lifeway card stamped but uh read i've been rereading a book by sam harris who is a noted um atheist but he wrote a book called letter to a christian nation and I think it has a lot of value because he calls into question uh, a lot of things that we would probably assume as people who have, A, grown up in America, and B, grown up in Christian homes. He, he asks a lot of really valuable questions in that I think that we should be able to answer them as Christians and say, what what do we actually think about this? Um, and how much of this is true. How much of this do we just assume is real and everybody agrees with it. So, Letter to a Christian Nation by Sam Harris. Uh, It's worth your time, and you'll probably hear me say it again sometime soon.
1: Sometime in a series.
2: Sometime in a series in the near future.
0: (laughs) Well
3: done. Yeah. Way to go. Andrew? Cool. Um, So, I would say I'm going to start off with uh, let's just do the read, because that's one. No, no, nope. you got to go you in order. Go is it want? want? Yeah,
0: if you'd listen to episodes, you'd know this. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh, oh me. I
3: have listened it to
2: Oh, we didn't think Janice. Oh, oh, sorry. oh sorry. Thanks, Janice. Janice. Like, I always... Oh, the camera yeah, yeah. now that's knows the, that I look the, up the, when I say that. Janice is not dead. Janice is alive and <laughs> <for sure, laughs> well. Thank you, Janice. <laughs> Thank you,
0: Janice.
1: Uh, so, you start with the want, and you go to need.
3: I was still... I kind of misread the whole want read where it's probably Austin's fault. So it's i probably plan. so i thought it was like directed towards me what i want but I, I, we can make like it work deep questions. yeah it's good yeah Anyways, we're uh, professionals i <laughs> i want unlimited uh loaded tea from uh, one of those nutrition shops oh. for multiple for yeah. for multiple purposes yeah. one because a it would be nice uh because they i like a daily pick-me-up whether it's coffee or one of these things I think they're priced a little bit too much so that would save me like chipotle yeah uh, yeah exactly like chipotle (laughs) Mm -hmm. um uh, pricey but worth it plus you know you sat
1: with the man and and listened to his story last week i did i did but shop local uh exactly um
3: so i do like supporting those local businesses but um it would save me a lot of money because my wife really loves them Mm. (laughs) does she drinks them way more than i do um my so want need. need need okay if you have a need need, need more
1: money to support Loaded Tea habit. <laughs>
3: exactly uh, see Mike no bad. so I'll go I'll go and say uh, Madison and whoever else is listening you need to get in the sauna as much as possible I oh. love getting in the sauna. If you can get in the sauna, your day will just be better after. Do it 15, 20 minutes, however much you can make it. You can corroborate that. Uh, it, it's like it's, a hot tub. You can't
1: stay in there long, right? The, the goal is to just go in for a minute. Stay in there as long spo- as you can.
3: You're <laughs> not supposed to, but I I do. I try to do 15 to 20.
1: And where where <laughs> even is there one of these locally? Yeah, yeah, oh. Oh, yeah, start at fitness Start Fitness. Oh, Start Fitness has one. There's one at Bowdo's.
3: Wow. So supposedly, like from a health perspective, I don't know the exact statistic, but I know it's upwards of like 75% uh, if you get in for 20 to 30 minutes every day, I think the study was that your likelihood of having some type of cardiovascular disease or problem like lessens that much hmm. uh, as if you do it like four or five times a week. I wonder so, if that's a stress
2: relief or if it's just I I've either, heard the burning
3: calories or whatever, I've
2: but
1: that makes you sweat out the clots. We should install one here at the building. I don't yeah. know. Done. I, I, done it probably
3: it probably also has to do with the fact that people that are doing that aren't going uh you know eating cheeseburgers and fries every single day they're probably actually yeah so uh so you need a sauna you need so, a visit to so, a sauna yeah so you need to go go get in a sauna a mm. couple times a week um re is it where where re, where yep. okay uh where is w-e-a-r yeah <laughs> So I, I fought this for so long because I feel like this is, I'm about a year and a half behind on this one. Uh, but I'm wearing them right now is uh, on clouds. So what is these, that? the you don't Shoes? Know. Yeah, yeah, the shoes. Uh, no, I'm asking for So I just else. like, I randomly noticed it one day about a year and a half ago, people walking into the barbershop wearing these new brand of shoes, right? Mm. And I'm like, what are those you know and, and i mean i'm always seeing nike adidas whatever you know people wear and uh randomly one day now everybody wears on clouds and finally broke down on uh, my anniversary vacation this past week or two weeks ago and bought a pair while i was on vacation and just support level comfort level stand them on a day they are great for running uh good pair of shoes so that's nice fine. That's my wear. For the record, uh, he's
1: had every time I've seen him since that trip, he's had him on. Mm. <laughs> every time.
3: I know a lot of people that wear them. They like it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff.
1: Um and then
3: Read. Read. Um if I had to guess, knowing Ben, uh y'all probably recommended this at some point. I know Reshma is reading this currently. Uh, but Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Oh. Mm. I think she's, yeah, she yeah, she just did yep, it last. Like- I, I love that is, book. Is is an amazing book um an amazing life story really so uh you know navy seal uh one of the only guys to go through all you know four or five special operations uh trainings in the you know military i think he went through navy seal hell week like several times crazy story dropped like 100 pounds in like three months probably not recommended but did it for training and stuff crazy life story uh you know, grew up in an abusive household, all types of stuff. So it's just one of those uh perseverance stories of uh, you know, truly how far you can uh push yourself and stuff. But I really recommend more than anything, and I I know like Reshma says she wasn't an audiobook person, but this audiobook is so well produced and so well done. Um I highly recommend it because there's like a five minute basically around roughly a podcast, five minute podcast at the end and discussion. With the uh, like co-author of the book um, about every chapter, and so you get kind of an inside scoop Mm. and a feel for. If you know David Goggins, if you ever listen to this dude, you want to listen to this part because he goes. I mean, he's like as real as they come. So he goes in and you know gives you a little bit more in detail, uh, and you get to feel his enthusiasm in that in that audio book. So
1: solid read, man. It's it's a good read. I haven't read it yet, but I plan on picking it up. It a rumor it gets a little rough in a chapter too. kind of
2: personally, I think Rushman out overplayed that. Okay, but to use their own.
1: It shocked her a little. We, he was
3: he a seal. He's like, a seal. You yeah, got to know yeah, what you're getting I, into. I was about yeah. to say he's a special ops guy, and yeah, yeah. I mean that's just part of his story. Dude. Right. He, so you a,
0: knew how much we censored Cleek last week. He's a <laughs> <ridiculous>. <laughs> he's a he's a rough <laughs> yeah, around rough. the edges guy.
3: Uh, yeah, you just have to go into it with that mindset. Yeah, like, yeah. that's where he's coming from. He's not, he's not
1: politically He's an inspiring dude, though. <laughs> Man, uh, solid recommends. Yeah. That, that a way to show up. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Good Thank job. You. So, I'm up. I think so. Okay, so uh, for me, uh, I don't know that I, I promised yesterday that I would have all four. And I don't know. Two, two of mine, now that I'm listening, just don't make the cut. Um, as we all know, music is a big part of my life. A guy I'm listening to lately, Patrick Droney. I'm late to the game. Hmm. He released an EP. Uh, EP, I think it was 2019. Um, I've been, I went back and started listening to a lot of Jeff Buckley lately mm-hmm. and, um, he's the album grace, uh, hallelujah that he's, he stole, but made his own. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chase, but, uh, he played a Telecaster, right?
0: Uh, yeah, mostly. Yeah.
1: Okay. So when I hear, when I hear a guy and even James Bay, who's, you know, British pop, Pretty much, but that guy can play guitar. Oh, uh,
0: when if you listen to his stripped down, non super produced stuff, it's yeah. it's yeah, tight man.
1: So Does when I play a Telecaster, is that what you were saying? No, no, no. I'm I'm. I was getting to the point oh, of I when I see a guy stand behind a microphone and all he's got is this basically a single effect on his electric, and he's really working the strings. I don't know. It just it, it impresses me, and that's the kind of guy that this guy is. Yeah. Um, you're just like, Man, this guy knows how to play guitar. He's got a decent voice. And I don't want to step on John Mayer here, but Mayer is a guitar player and his voice comes second. We could oh, he adm- he admits that. Yeah, we could yeah. agree with that. And he I mean, he's a great lyricist, but anyway, just watching a guy that can guitar is one of those hobbies that I picked up for a long time and then sat down. And uh, I think I know enough to appreciate when a guy's really good. He's one of those guys. Hmm. Uh, so, so that would, that's what you want. Uh, the need, I feel like I'm always screaming at people about what they need all the time anyway. Uh, so (laughs) skip that. Uh, the wear. I'm with you, I'm, I'm wearing all of the same things. Um, although I did think about you guys, I got uh, two pair of jeans recently because I have two pair that are about to blow out. And I went to my tailor and laughed the entire drive about you guys laughing at me about having jeans tailored. Uh, it's a real thing. So, but I (laughs) do. It was
0: that you recommended every person ever. I believe, I believe dinner. you
2: said in consecutive episodes, A hey, you need a tailor. And then you said, and by the way, you also need a cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. it's true. It's true. A tailor. E- uh, anyway, we don't have time for that. So good. See other episode. I'm actually reading some new stuff right now, um, which is pretty intriguing. There's one that's really thick that I, I want to recommend if you're one of those people that re- is really interested in how the human brain works it's called thinking fast and slow. Uh, it's a guy that won the, uh, Nobel prize in something or another, but he describes all these experiments about how the human brain works and it'll, it'll wig you out, uh, because he's basically proven over the course of his career that the, that the brain reacts in very particular, um, very particular ways to particular situations Mm. and you think you're in control, but you're really not, which is pretty fascinating to me, but it's a really dense read. Like I can only read 20 pages at a time because it's so research based and then I set it down. Uh, The thing that I'm reading for pleasure right now is Changes That Heal by Henry Cloud, a really, really good book. Um, Sometimes it gets like pretty religious, but in a good way. He brings the Bible in, and you're like, okay, well, I think I can believe you here because that does actually connect to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he makes the point that there are three things that actually help you heal, grace, truth, and time. And um, I'm really intrigued by that because churches pick one or the other usually, and they certainly aren't good at, at the time part. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out our efforts here at church. How should that affect? Uh, but other than that, it's just a great book to think about your own story. Henry Cloud, I think he wrote it by himself, but it's a very popular book. If you look for it on Amazon, you'll find it. The other one's pretty popular as well. So just want to flex my reading muscles. Cool. Sure. Mission accomplished.
3: Yeah, I didn't hear any. Yeah, greening. I'm not going You're like a world champion, Ben. That's
1: right, um, yeah.
0: Man, Andrew's really hyping up Ben this episode. I like it. <laughs>
3: Do it. we it's have to okay, deal with it don't do it it's okay yeah. it's okay because after the podcast I'll tear him down okay. would oh, you good. Would you tip your pastor that's the question <laughs> no
0: well you already get commissions for salvation so <laughs> you should see baptism. I stole that from Grace. you should see baptism rates <laughs> baptism that sounds rates. like the most gray thing yeah. ever <laughs> uh, alright uh, I only have two this week uh, that's usually the case honestly uh, first one is what you want alright here's what you want uh, It's it could be in need but I understand people may not be into it. Uh, you need to start looking for dishes that you can cook that allow you to have skillet fried mushrooms mm. thrown in there. Mm. I'm talking about mushroom, white mushrooms, like cooked to almost a crisp. Okay, mm. they're delicious. They're underrated. They're a superfood. All right, you should before you do this, Google everything <laughs> that uh, white or not even white, just mushrooms do for you. And understand why you should give them a shot. You've never tried them before. Right? It,
1: it? cuts back on the slime because that's what stops me. If you me. cook
0: the crap out of them, they get crispy. Okay. And they're they're, like they're good in so many to have things. A little crunch. I will. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like slimy either. I'm. A, I am a texture person. Uh. So cooking them this way, a little light amount of butter. Throw them on there. If it's going in an Asian dish, you gotta dump a little soy sauce on them. If you're going on like a burger or something, you can just salt them and call it. A lot of options there. Um, mm. Yeah, you can. We like we like. Uh, oh, have you done the Domino's thin crust with pepperoni and mushroom? You need to try it. Well, yeah. it's, it may be the best way to have that. It sounds stuff. slimy. It's close to us. <laughs> yeah, sounds slimy. Mm, it's tragic. Anyway, uh, what you need? Shoot, I forgot it. Oh, no, no, no,
2: no. That was both. That was want-need, right?
1: Yeah, that was want-need, you said. No, I said it could be a need, but oh, okay. not everybody. Oh, okay. I have an actual... Don't... Sorry, sorry. Don't put me in a recommend box.
0: <laughs> I just got this, okay? He's I have peacock. I haven't gotten to try it out yet, uh, but I'm excited about it, and it's getting to be that time of the year, uh, wherever you are. Uh, it's fall. It's time for you, if you haven't already bought one, to buy a fire pit. OK, mm. Good. people are missing it in their lives. Uh, you know, keeps mosquitoes away. It's another reason to just go and sit by it. Uh, if you're <laughs> here feelin- in Mississippi, here in Mississippi, uh, if you're feeling extra buy yourself, a grate to go on top of it. You can cook it like a flame grilled. Looking to you, Owen, you're welcome. Not looking at you, Gray Shepherd. Um, it's going to be great. It's a great reason to have people over. Everyone loves to stare to fire. I don't I don't care if you're a pyromaniac or you're a pyro non-maniac. <laughs>
3: What's
1: the opposite of a maniac? Um, Sane person. Yeah. I I sure. I guess Very balanced. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're balanced over fire. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Fire fire pits are awesome. It's about that time of year. There's too. only about nine days in Mississippi where you could actually use one. Yeah. I
2: don't know, man. I I, I don't care it. how cold it is outside. If you have a fire pit, I'm I'll, I'll bundle up. Yeah. Like yeah. I love that time of year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. Good. All right. Light a fire. <laughs>